0: What's going on? Welcome in All-Canadian on a Thursday. We are going to talk a little bit about the Junk Cornish Award. Also about the new Scouting Bureau Top 20, which has a lot of our guys on it. Uh, Before we get to an interview with Carlton Ravens, very own Keaton Brugling. Uh, Connor, I am slowly turning you into a Carlton Ravens fan.
1: No. Interview by interview. No. Person by
0: person.
1: No. I will respect the players. Coach Grant was a a great interview. Great dude. Uh, I hope he has a great season. But no, I will not be a Carlton Ravens fan. I can appreciate the athletes and coaches on that staff. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for them. Um, But I will never call myself a fan of the Carlton Ravens. I'm going to make it so that you
0: are happy when Carlton wins the Panda game this year.
1: No, that's a ridiculous (laughs) thing to say. That'll never happen. Never happen. No. Hell would have to freeze over, which like it pretty much almost has, but like hell would have to freeze over for me to be a, a bona fide Ravens fan. <laughs> well, let's
0: talk about another team that you don't have a whole lot of appreciation for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Because uh one of their top dogs in John Mechie the is not only A unanimous winner of the Cornish trophy, but he's also a back-to-back winner. Uh,
1: Second only Nathan Rourke to go back-to-back on that.
0: And also for Mechie, because he's at the top the top. Like, this is just a Mechie kind of block at the start of the episode. He is now at the top of the Scouting Bureau's top 20. He was not there before because as an underclassman, you have to get granted special access to the CFL draft. But John Mechie, everyone's like, okay, yeah, you're second, third round receiver in the NFL. Might as well, might as well just throw you in there. Uh, So Brampton's very own John Mechie, the third Cornish Trophy winner, and now number one spot in the Spring Scouting Bureau's top twenty.
1: It's funny though. Like to me, they should have announced the the Cornish Award first, and then the top twenty, because the top twenty, the well, the top twenty came out, and I was like, well, Mechie just won the Cornish Award.
0: See, we are on different it,
1: places. I, I saw the the Cornish
0: Award and then I saw you text me with the top 20. And I'm like, I'm like, oh. Yes. Okay, that makes sense.
1: I saw the top 20 first and I was like, well, Matchy just won the matchy just won the, the Cornish Award. But then- uh
0: in terms of the Cornish trophy, uh outstanding honor given by Football Canada to the top NCAA Canadian. But as for the top 20, there's some names that are not moving very far, and there's a lot of brand-new names as we go through the list here. Mechie, Luketa, Tyrell Richards at number three, Trey Ford, both of the Philpott brothers, pick your poison, uh, Deontay Knight, Enoch Makanzo, Tyrell Ford, Noah Zare, Samuel Emelis, Daniel Adebiboye, Rodine Brown, Zach Fry, Zach Pelios, Kazushka, Federico, Cyril Hogan, Saint Don, Gregor McKeller, holding it down for the AUS, and Nathan Cherry to keep Can West six different athletes on the board.
1: Are there uh, are there any names that snuck in here that you're fired up over or what? Uh, Samuel Emelis. I
0: mean, we had him at twenty five in the first edition of the Draft One Hundred, and you know he didn't come up to the CFL combine he waited did his pro day down at LA Tech and was kind of waiting to hear how that went but this guy has every single bit of athleticism that you expected and it confirmed so much of his freakish ability not only is he now number 11 but people are saying he's not making it past round two in the CFL draft uh, we didn't have him in there because we were still waiting on those pro day numbers, but uh, it's confirmed he's here, and he may be number eleven here. But there may be a team in Quebec that could
1: use him with their first round pick. I don't know. I don't know if they'll they'll use him with the first round pick. I think that team in Quebec is going to try to do everything they can to get Enoch McConzo. But uh, I'm sure Samuel MLS is going to go within the first two rounds. I mean, the numbers from the pro day speak for themselves. His tape speaks for itself. He's a freak, dude. He's an absolute freak. Somebody's going to get very lucky with MLS at wide receiver here. Uh, Cyril Hogan saying don't. Nice to see him pop up on this list as well. Uh, a couple offensive linemen that we were super high on working their way onto this list Rodine Brown, Zach Pelios. Uh, Peter Kazushka was here before. Cyril Hogan saying don't. Gregor McKellar, obviously. So uh, nice to see some of the guys that we really like also getting that confirmation from the league that like, yo, Hey, we kind of like these guys too. We're going to put them on the, the pre-draft top 20. So if the league's putting out their pre-draft top 20, I think we should start working on our pre-draft top 100. Get that pumped out pretty soon. Cause uh, there's some oh, guys chomping at us. We got to get it updated.
0: It's already been uh reconstructed. We're just kind of formalizing the final touches or formulating the final touches. Like uh, as we go here, I think we're like two weeks out from the draft.
1: Yeah, getting close. We're closing in on it.
0: So uh, obviously we will have the final mock draft, the final top 100 before that comes out. But uh, there's some good names on here, some great names that have been here since the start, as in Trey Ford, the Phil Potts, Lucetta, uh, and Zare. And then there's the new additions in McKellar, Cyril, Pelios, Rodim, Adibaboye, and Emelis that are much welcomed. Oh, and John Mechie. because you know when you lead the Alabama Crimson Tide, <laughs> you're you're kind of a
1: stud, you know. Um, there were but seven no, I'm names the top twenty. There's seven names on this list that weren't previously that are on there now that weren't previously on it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it, like that's some some of this is a product of
0: circumstance too, right? Like Shaquille Saint Lot from Maine. He's fallen off because he's been dealing with an injury to the point where even at their pro day, he was only able to bench press. He wasn't able to show scouts. I'm still this guy. I'm still one of the top DBs. So they've moved him down a bit. But I think there's still guys like that that have a ton of buzz in this CFL draft. Just some more uncertainty than other guys have shown.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just yeah, it's nice to see. I don't know, a little bit of a little bit of parity, a little bit of movement some names getting getting some recognition on there. But, dude, I, I can't overstate how excited I am for draft season coming up here. We are just a few short weeks away, and whew, I'm excited. Me too. I really am. Uh,
0: but that concludes the first little bit of our episode. Uh, it's time now to welcome in the big man from the Carlton Ravens. Joining us now, Keaton Brugling. The bell of the ball from the CFL Combine this year absolutely put everyone on notice with his performance. I mean, 6'3", 2'12", but he also ran a four five six forty, jumped out of the gym over 37 inches. Uh, Keaton, thank you for joining us. Hope the winter storm, I guess, has been kind to of you up in Ottawa. It
2: hasn't been bad. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. And uh, I guess first question CFL Combine finished, draft two weeks away. How has the whole process from end of season for you against Queens to this point now been?
2: Oh, my goodness. From the end of the season, like, you're just hoping and waiting, especially for a guy like me to get a – I was hoping to go regional. Like, I had high hopes, obviously, as anyone does. But uh, from then, to get the the big invite was, uh, was really the ticket. It was really my ticket to uh, fully buy in for a whole I don't know, just the prep was unreal for that stage.
0: And uh, the team, you weren't working directly with Carlton. You were also working out of uh, another gym in Ottawa. Isn't that right? Like a...
2: Yes. Were you... uh, Can-Am strength and conditioning in uh, South Ottawa. Working with uh, Adam Blanford, he's really the man. They're like a bobsledding gym mostly is what i would uh, define them as but the good thing about bobsledding is they're trying to push and run as fast as you can for about 10 meters so uh the sprints and every and and like my 40 like i thank him for teaching me everything and really really tuning me up because that was actually my first uh f- timed 40 i've ever ran at the combine i only ever ran 20s before that wow not bad you oh, see yeah that? i was
1: gonna say not bad for a first run on your 40 jeez first hand tire first laser time to run i guess but um if you don't mind just like talk about or talk a little bit more about the gym you're working at because that seems pretty interesting to me like working at a bobsled gym and it's not something we haven't seen right like jesse lumpston Mm -hmm. jay dearborn but uh yeah did that like how was that in terms of like figuring out how to convert all of that power into you know real speed well
2: the the good thing about uh the uh the trainers there in the Owners that they're so diverse, and one played football and was a rugby guy, and really knows how to how to tweak the lifts so that I'm not doing exactly what the Bob's like guys are doing, but for all intents and purposes, like we're trying to test well and uh, power production of the grounds just science for vertical and broad and forty. Uh, it's the same gym that Jay actually is in now. He didn't work out of it before, I believe, but he's a. Uh, he was a big inspiration for me. I, I I was going in trying to be the offensive Jay. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> and uh,
0: like you talk about Jay being a former Raven who's now in the CFL. Has you gotten to talk to him or any of the other former Ravens about kind of the CFL
2: and the draft process that they've gone through? Yeah, my uh uh my go-to was was Jay because he was the closest to me. I also reached out to Nate Bahar, uh, Justin Howell. Like those guys are really uh Really important, even something as simple as uh, messaging my man, uh, Rashawn Dagelman, who I played Spears with also from Niagara, like after his regionals, just any kind of questions to make sure the picture is clear. I can visualize what it's like going into the weekend and, and uh, well, for that particular weekend. But uh, now it's just trying to train with them as much as I can.
0: And uh, you mentioned your Niagara Spears teammates. You kind of had a few others that were there at the Combine with you. One of them mm-hmm. being Trey Ford. Was there any kind of like rekindled connection once you guys started throwing together in the
2: one-on-ones? Oh, it was uh, it was great. It was great. Playing with Trey back then was, uh, was a little different because uh, scramble drill was on. It was on <laughs> at all times. You were touching. He was the only man who would touch one sideline and then run 65 to the other sideline and somehow throw the balls. I don't know. He was unreal, of course. Tyrell holding down the back end, led the league in picks, and I think return yards. Um, yeah, we were a menace that year. It was, uh, it was something else. Also, uh, Federico, I think, played on that team. Big group. It's a
0: big it group is. of guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it was lovely. It was also also Jack Andrews, Jake Andrews. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of guys.
0: With, uh, with getting to the and kind of seeing, I mean – Rashawn Dagman didn't make it through, but you have Trey and you also have guys like the Philpots from out West. What's that dynamic like when you guys are all together all week going to meals and trying to just figure out this insane week of meetings, meals, workouts, trying to stay ready for the weekend, doing it all together for the first time.
2: Well, I think it's her, but I think I was having a little bit too much fun on the weekend, but I love the camaraderie of like, not, not at one point that I feel like I was competing really against them. Like we're all here, we're all trying to do our best. And we really like even something as simple as, yeah, like 60 seconds in between meetings when you're waiting outside of that door that says Saskatchewan on it or whichever team. And that guy comes out and he'll give you a 60 second rundown of what just happened in that room. And you guys are like just communicating and like, are, are, are they putting me on the board? Any weird questions? What's going on? Who's in there? What are the names I need to know? it was unreal and everybody i think everybody from the globals to the philpots like everyone was helpful everyone was friendly and i think i made some really good friends
1: You talked about i mean it didn't feel like you were competing but at a certain point you did have to compete throw the pads on and that's to me that's one of my favorite parts about the cfl combine one of the most unique parts about the cfl combine is strapping the pads up and actually getting to you know put pads on and helmets on for drills. Just talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. And like, just kind of, obviously we know, and you're aware that it's coming because we've been watching the combine for so long. Right. But like people that that's something that's out of the norm, uh, for the most part, when, when you're doing these combines, when you're getting ready for these sorts of situations, especially, I mean, when you look down South, right. They don't have to do that.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. When you, uh, I think me and my roommates were just saying the other day, like imagine NFL, how, sick that would be if they just did one-on-ones fully padded they uh uh it's really unique it's something that i wish that i did a little bit more before the combine was just get the pads on and bang heads because i wasn't really used to that contact right away but um it definitely it definitely brings out uh or uh yeah it doesn't it doesn't let you hide that's that's kind of what i'm trying to say doesn't let you hide I got tossed in special teams drills. Other guys got tossed. Like it was, uh, it, it it's a battle out there, and that's exactly what special teams is, and that's exactly what you want to show, for that uh, you un- uniqueness to the Canadian game.
0: And uh, in terms of you and kind of getting ready for this, obviously Carleton has decided to go in a new direction with their coaching staff, bringing in Coach Grant. Leading up to combine, I know you said you weren't out there much, but were you hanging around the spring practice at all? What were what was that dynamic kind of like if you were there
2: the spring uh spring was odd I was practicing on and off with uh, my program really uh really focused on testing well and can't really give a team 50 percent if like you shouldn't give a team 50 yeah you shouldn't give a team 50 percent if uh yeah if it if that's impossible so if I couldn't be there all the time sometimes I couldn't be there at all and that was fine I still went to every meeting but uh the spring dynamic was uh, was definitely different because uh, Coach Polo uh ran our entire spring our, uh the interim coach and they respected that for him. And uh, he did an amazing job. Great guy. Everyone everyone respects him a lot. And um, yeah, the spring dynamic was definitely different for me, which uh, I wish I put the pads on a little bit more.
0: Where, have you been able to meet coach grant i saw that he was up at practice the last couple of days have you met him first thoughts you' nod in your head yes
2: yeah yeah C- C- coach grant is uh he's a great guy very positive uh he's a player's guy he very supportive of me told me um he said to me exactly what he said that he said that everybody make master he said he said get out and go make your money but i'd love to have you again <laughs> very simply put he said, I'm cheering for you. I want you to get out of this place. I want you to go make your money and do what you need to do. And uh, I really love that. I really love the flexibility that he provided me uh, along with Coach Polo. But uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I have a lot of respect for that, man.
0: Uh, he kind of told us the same thing. Like, I want him gone in the best way, but I want him back in the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, when you're kind of looking at like that hiring Obviously, like we just said, like you want to be at that next level, you want to be gone, but there's a very real chance that even if you are drafted, you're sent back for a year with Coach Grant and Tanner in the offense. What's kind of your expectations if that ends up being the case?
2: Um, I expect a lot. Uh we have a lot to prove uh as uh the Ravens program and uh we had a rough couple of years, but uh yeah, especially with Tanner Young back at the helm, that man is a different breed of sling in the rock. <laughs> I've never seen a man produce so much torque and like his elbow. I don't know; it's hard to explain. I gotta send you pictures. I gotta send you a film of his how his elbow moves. The uh, uh the team has always been athletic, strong, very good energy. Um, we, I feel like we just need a little bit more or, organization, and that's something that uh I feel like Coach Brent. Coach Grant is definitely going to bring for us some uh, stability in the uh, organization to our program.
0: And uh, what was it like against York last year, kind of on the field in the huddle when Tanner goes down, you guys like, oh, shit, he'll be back. Like, don't worry about it. Or was it kind of like a more serious, uh-oh.
2: Everyone kind of stays positive. Um, you could tell uh, our Coach Samara tends to wear his heart on his shoulder throughout the game. So you could kind of tell when he got the news that it was like because at that point, uh, I was pretty much pulled too because I would I played the season with a growing strain. So I was pulled in like the fourth quarter. So I had to, so I got to witness the whole like social dynamic, but everybody staying extremely positive with like, cause we got because we had young guys that we were really excited about too. C- 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 coming in whether it be Tristan the Flav or Tristan uh Oh, my goodness. What's his last name? Wheels. We'll call him Wheels (laughs) and Reed, of course, who ended up taking the helm and just being the gangster that he is. Um, It's always got to be that next man up mentality. And like I know it's cliche, but it's got to be.
0: Cliche for a reason, right? Uh, Now, when you're looking at draft night, like what are your plans for May 3rd? Are you going to be just kind of going about your business, working out during the day and just kind of?
2: following along at night i think uh i think i'm gonna go home to niagara and i think i'm gonna be with my family and just uh just enjoy the night calm nothing crazy just yeah just enjoy it all just really soak it in because that's something that i was really uh i really felt like i did well at the combine was just like once in a while just looking around and being like this is sick and i don't know why anyone's got anxiety about anything that we're about to do because this is just cool like like like, (laughs) who else gets to do this
0: uh what was the most challenging part for you at the combine?
2: Combine, oh, the combine, the combine. It was uh I froze up the vert the first time that you're on, first time that you're on camera, and like the first time the lights are on, you're on the screen. Like I froze up. My brain was just like I thought I was up there for like twelve seconds setting up for like thirty seconds. It felt like forever, and and uh, my brain just kept saying jump. You just gotta jump. You got two attempts to begin with. Just jump. <laughs> but uh. W- w- Actually, once you got past that first, like, thing, like, just get loose and just be you, which is exactly how I play well is how I want to be and interview well and, and just make sure I'm not hiding any personality traits because that's exactly how I want to play. I'm not really that mean on the field. Um uh, I like to bang heads, but I don't like play
0: otherwise. Okay. Exactly.
1: Play a little meaner, play a little meaner than you might be letting on here. But I gotta ask <laughs> you about like your actual on-field ability. And you said just be you, but when we watch you on the field, you you're pretty positionless. Like you just go out there and ball, you just go out there and play football, catch the ball. That's your job. Like, is versatility the one thing that you were really looking to show off at the combine? Just the fact that you can do everything and are willing to do everything that's the one thing that I said to
2: every team in every interview when they said, uh, what do you bring to the field? And I said, versatility on offense, that that's, that's, that's one thing that I feel like I could do anything from running corners, flies to crack, blocking ends. Like I love it all. I'll do it all. And the, uh, and the, uh, and the, uh, yeah, there's literally not a single route that doesn't get me excited. I love, I love, I love to run check downs. Cause you know, you're just going to get a little flip and get some yak. Like every, Everything is fun. Everything is fun. I love football. It's uh hard to not uh yeah, it's just hard to not enjoy it.
0: <laughs> and uh we kind of talked about this a while ago, but with your play style and the way you move on the field and get in and out of routes, blocking, et cetera, all the rest. We liken you to Nikola Klinic, who obviously tie cats and then has just signed with the Indianapolis Colts. Has that Ben someone I think have you watch anyone else's film to model your game after at all?
2: My uh, uh, I like to watch, uh, I'm definitely gonna have to uh, watch him, but I like to watch bigger receivers who like big real receivers, guys who run routes and guys who learn how to move at at like heavier frames because uh, the teams are gonna expect me to be a little bit be a little bit bigger. And, uh, but mostly for me, Marco Dubois in that special teams film, we got to get in the, in a, it, yeah, we got to get in the film room and learn how to block, block properly. That's the biggest thing for me. And I feel like that's uh, really important is figuring that out because that's how I'm going to crack that roster.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I mean, NFL side, Connor's a big Lions fan. They have TJ Hawkinson, who's kind of like the move tight end. I like the Ravens, who uses Mark Andrews as that big body receiving tight end, but they also like they just cut Miles Boykin, who's like your frame six, six, three, six, four, and can run like the wind. Like, it, who's your team? Who's your guy to watch in the NFL?
2: Oh, I'm a Bills fan. Niagara, it's like 30, 40 minutes away from my house, like <laughs> like door to door. It is unreal, but uh, uh, big Dawson guy, then or what? Oh, I like Knox after that stiff arm, that viral stiff arm. Really got me <laughs> yeah, under the Knox trade, right? That one. But my guys would have to be uh, George Kittle and uh, and Travis Kelsey for just pure versatility and, like, ferociousness after the catch. Like, they just get after it on all downs. It is, yeah, just the versatility. Gronk was always the biggest stroke, my water bottle. I don't have it near me, but it said <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm the baby Gronk. I've been baby Gronk all year. That's kind of the Carlton vibe, but my play style is a little less rumbly-tumbly than he is. (laughs) (laughs) A little smoother. A little smoother. (laughs)
0: Uh, In terms of, like, your season and obviously, like, the reception numbers dropped off after the first couple weeks with the injury, and just, like, your offense kind of seemed to hit a different gear, a different path. For you coming in to the CFL draft, is that a big question that people have for you or concerns like when you watch the tape you see you're open you're able to move block do all the rest but some people still get fixated on that catch number have you Mm -hmm. heard any of that chatter from people or it's all just like yeah we know you're the dude
2: no it's like everyone understands the situation and i'm not one guy to sit on a sideline and beg for footballs when the team's struggling i want to win and that first game like against like in panda when reed went and i hit it was, uh, I think I had one catch for two yards and I'm, I'm fine with that. If we're going to win, let's block, like, like let's get after it. We walked down the field on the first drive running like outside zone and pin and pulls. Let's do it. If we have to do it that way, let's do it. I'm not going to be one here to be begging on the sideline. I think that I can show my versatility through other ways and making the best of every block I can. Um, No, there was a, yeah. Sorry, I forgot the question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. I think you gave a pretty damn good answer right there, anyways. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, with you showing up at the combine, I was kind of like, "Hey, Connor, this is this is the guy. He's gonna he's gonna <laughs> wow everyone." Like I saw you yeah. walk in, and like, no offense to the other receivers in the class, but your height compared to them, you kind of tower over the other guys, right?
2: Yeah, the, there's definitely a little bit of a little bit of a difference because of because of course in the tweener. Like I'm hanging out with Chase Arshno and Max and Durick, and I'm hanging out with the receivers. And I'm like, I don't even know where I I don't even know where I fall because I don't even know how like how I knew I was fast. I knew I was fast. I'm, I'm cooking these kids, but I never ran a full forty, so I actually had no number in my head. I was like, whatever. Yeah, like you're like I could run a four four. Or I can run a four seven.
0: Like who who knows where I'm gonna fit? Happens. <laughs> i i want to talk a bit more about the global guys because during the bench you were the one person that was standing kind of just off my shoulder just cheering on every single global guy every single national player that went up regardless of what school they went to even if they wore that damn garnet and gray that connor likes yeah you're talking Um, about (laughs) but like you were the guy that was standing there for everyone kind of like Talk to me about the global guys and like the camaraderie that you built with them. I should ask this earlier, but we'll circle back to it now.
2: Oh, that's okay. The global guys were awesome. Uh, uh, my man Lorenz from Germany. He, I don't know. He he was one that stuck with me, but we were kind of uh, paired of the hip for the last day. Um, uh, the global guys' experience was a lot different. They some of them got let know very short notice. Some of them didn't know like nuances and some of them didn't understand like simple and one-on-ones. I was, I was teaching Lorenz how you can skate on the line. If he's pressing you, you can use that waggle and just like walk down the line and just run a slant. And uh, those global guys really, uh, uh, they're out there grinding. They're strong, they're physical specimens. And uh, I really, I really wish the best for them. And I hope, like, I hope I see these guys. I can't like oh, I had a great time with the globals. <laughs>
0: uh with uh with kind of teaching those guys on the fly when you're going through each rep like are you sitting with co- uh the quarterback being like all right I like this or are they saying you've got to run this right
2: how's that working oh it's fully on us which was surprising to me I like the least amount of decisions you can uh <laughs> make me have so I kind of liked it like I I was going expecting like we want to see him run deep because he's a big guy or something like that. We want to see him run at, like a zig or something quick, but uh, it's fully on us. It was it was up to us the routes we pick and uh, who we go. The only time that we couldn't choose our spot even was uh, during the callouts when they called me Valente. Then they yelled out from slot, which I'm not planning to walk the line anyways. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it was all on us. So that, that was uh. That was rather exciting. Cool.
0: Uh, I want to talk to you a bit more about Tanner because we did kind of touch on him. Uh, He has raved about you for a couple of years and you seem to kind of be in awe of his arm. What's that like for you two in terms of building chemistry and kind of making that pairing happen over the COVID year?
2: Tanner and I, over COVID, really, uh, uh, he just started we just started hanging out. He really lives like a block away from me, like one neighborhood over, and there just happens to be a school in between us with a soccer field. Like it's actually perfect. It's uh it's a uh, made for the Kaladar lights, as he would say. We um everything from going home, watching film together, like just that film. Everything like O line and O line and D line one on ones. We love it all, and it really helped in the season where we, where we had a couple like nods where you would, like, look at each other and just be like, mm-hmm, yep, you see this? Like, this is time. And uh, that was something really special that I have never had before with a quarterback, just, like, kind of working with, like, your your best buddy. Your best buddy just at the helm.
0: Uh, That's sick. I, we knew, like, he was throwing around. I know that you guys as a team, like, at Carleton have kind of just stuck around and done that little pre-training camp. Uh, I think, like, Phil's parents family used to hold that a couple of years uh so I know that that's been a thing with the Ravens but it's nice to hear you guys went and did that extra work during that mm-hmm. entire lockdown as well
2: oh yeah I gotta stay in Ottawa just for that
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you look at Panda Game uh we're, we'll touch on the topic here how special is that I, I've heard Connor talk about it enough from an auto so like for you <laughs> at Carlton what is that like when like you guys see the schedule comes out two weeks ago? Panda, right there. Do you guys start circling the date already? Or is it something that's like the moment you win or lose, you're looking at next year's?
2: I think everybody is going to have the same answer this. We're like, no, game by game. We're working this game by game, fellas. Like week, like week three is week three. Like don't worry about that. But like everyone in the back of their heads is just thinking about how cool it's going to be and how awesome it's going to be. And that's kind of just how it is. And once you're out there, Um, I think Bahar had a, had a great quote in one of our documentaries where it's kind of hard to pull yourself out of the game and not just look around you and be like, this is dope. What's going on here? Like, this is, we're having a dope time. (laughs) This is really fun. The Panda game is always overhyped. I found that very like, uh, uh, I found that the overhype actually helped because when I was out there, I was very not underwhelmed, but not overwhelmed. I was very like in control of my emotions and everything seemed fine. Like we were just out there grinding, grinding that game out. It was a it was a battle of
0: the game. Nice. Connor, you want to talk panda at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I got we when we talked to Phil about about the panda game, he said like one of his most vivid memories, it's kind of funny, it was uh like I think it was like his first catch. He actually fumbled his first catch. Did you have anything like that where mm-hmm. it was just kind of like one that you want to take back early in one of your first panda games? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Not really. I don't really have any. Uh, no, uh, no fumbles on the first catch. No, my
2: first catch was like a third down field side out route. That uh, the the play before Phil looked at me in the huddle and said, "Don't fall asleep on those field side outs." Like, don't fall <laughs> asleep on them. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." Like, get on my face. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, and Tanner just turns, and he's one of the only guys who just rip that out field yeah. side like no problem out of <laughs> the hole. He is uh, uh, yeah. But that was my first catch. That was a. Uh, I think
1: that was my only catch that game, but we and, uh, contribute. I got I to ask you about Tanner and the Panda, too, because I don't know, for whatever reason, that dude just, like, plus five athleticism on his Madden rating whenever the Panda comes on. Got to ask you about the hurdle. I, I believe it was two – well, not two years ago, but two Panda games ago now. Tanner mm-hmm. just absolutely showed off the bunnies. I believe he got up over uh, – I'd have to go back and look at the tape, but I think it was Cody Cranston that he got up over
2: it's funny, uh, uh uh Josh Ferguson, our running back, actually lives in the same house as me. And uh and uh if you go watch the film, Tanner's like, if you blocked we could have scored or something like that like it's like if you blocked <laughs> if you blocked
1: i wouldn't have to leave my feet
2: <laughs> yeah that was tanner's takeaway but the fact that he hurdled the man and then as soon as he stuck the landing just bodied somebody bounced else. off the hit yeah bounced off the hit that was impressive tanner DeYoung young is low-key speedy in a straight line you see him <laughs> like pitter-patter i call it where he'll like stop he'll come to a stop like a johnny menzel like a <clears throat> Yeah, but he is fast. It, it, it is weird. I remember he beat me in my uh, in, when we were running 20s, like in 2019 or something in the field house, he beat my time. And I was like, I didn't know you like that. <laughs> sneaky athletic, sneaky strong, too. Sneaky strong, sneaky athletic. He's a
0: man. Uh, well, I think, uh, I think we've had a great time talking to you, but thank you very much for taking the time to jump on and join us for this. I know uh, it's exam season for you guys, and you're also still finalizing your little bits for the CFL draft coming up. So Yeah, I was
1: going to say exam season at Carlton and exam season with the Owls, apparently, for them.
2: Yeah, my goodness.
1: (laughs) But, uh, no, thank you so much for joining
2: us, Keaton. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate this, and I love what you guys do. Like, it's awesome. There's not a lot of guys that want to uh, uh, get into this, like, media
1: world in Canadian football, and it's, I don't know. I love it. Appreciate Thank it, man. You appreciate much. your time, and uh, yeah, good luck in the whole draft process, camp process, and we're excited to see it, man.
2: Thanks, boss. I hope to make
1: man. Connor a uh,
0: Carlton Ravens fan as of yet. So. You guys are okay, so okay. damn
1: nice, like slowly and surely. You guys are just too damn nice. <laughs> Yourself, Coach Grant, even like Nate, after breaking my heart for all those years, Nate Bahar is just way too <laughs> oh, nice yeah, a guy. Nate's- yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Phil, everyone's so good. Phil, nice. yeah, Phil, Phil's a great dude. Tanner, you're talking obviously. to offensive guys. That's your issue. You're I gonna know. Talk to the defense. Everyone <laughs> yeah, knows yeah. what
2: offensive defense is about.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Everyone knows. I don't know. That. I don't know if I don't know if Jack Kassar wants to have a conversation with me and wait or not. But uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I heard he's a dude too. So. Well,
2: no, he's a guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you. Talk later. see the less i'm willing to believe it's too hard in here doesn't help you alright